Father, thank you this morning for the good word of God and just thank you and praise you. I'm so thankful for what you're doing. And just thank you, Lord, for showing me the stuff that you're showing me and us as a church, how we can be better and stronger as a body. Just thank you for all those things. And not just me, but Lord, all the leadership and and even the body. Lord, showing each and every one of us how we can be better and stronger in Christ. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys ever been rolling along with the Lord and you really think you're doing pretty good and all's going well? And he's like, uh, yeah, but what about, what about this? And what about this area of immaturity? And he just shows you a few things and you're like, oh man, here I thought I was really rolling. Uh, that's kind of the kairos I've been in for the last week here. Um, but, you know, we can only see what we see. We can only see what we see. And for whatever reason, I'm just very grateful for the things he's letting me see now. Uh, let me grab the iPad so we can get, get on to the message. Whoops. This week, oh, I want to really encourage you, First Corinthians 12, uh, 4 through 7. I would include in that even verse 11, but, you know, sit with the Lord in it, soap it, uh, story it, eat it, however you want to do it, but uh, more on that a little bit later, but that's the one for this week. We are doing baptisms at the end of this month, I think it's the 28th, in honor of that, uh, two weeks ago, a couple of Sundays ago, I started this little mini talk on uh, how do we live unashamed of the gospel, People are getting born again, amen, and that's awesome. People are getting water baptized, and so that's awesome. But uh, how do we continue to live just unashamed of the gospel? Romans 1.16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and for the Greek. You know, and the truth of the matter is, let me encourage you, Stephen Cunha and I, we were talking backstage about this. The truth is, if you really live this with conviction, you're not ashamed that Jesus Christ is the gospel. He is the way to a relationship with God. You will be persecuted. America is not like it once was. And you just will be persecuted if you stand up and agree with this. But the word not ashamed there... If you eat it, you study it, you dig into it, literally means that you believe with conviction, with conviction in your heart that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that His uh, life is the power of God that saves. And we believe it with conviction. Here's another passage, Romans 10, 14. How then can they call on the one they've not believed in? Verse 13, he says, uh, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then he says, but how can they call on him that they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one if they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them or sharing with them? How can anyone preach unless they're sent? As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Everybody look at your feet and say, my feet are beautiful. They are. Believe it. Don't let your family members tell you differently. You've got beautiful feet. Because of the gospel. 
All right, so let's recap a little bit. How do we live unashamed of the gospel? You've got to know, first of all, what it is. <laughs> what is the gospel? <laughs> well, it's the power of God unto salvation, yes, but, and gospel literally means good news, but it starts with bad news. The bad news to get to the good news is that we were all born into sin. Okay, this idea that we're just all saved and everybody's okay is not true. Man is born separated from God. We are born into sin. We're born lost, if you will. But, everybody say but. But Jesus Christ came, the one and only Son of God, died not only for us, He died as us, and put to death. The wages of sin is death. So He put to death the old you and me so that we could be infused with new divine God life the Spirit of the living God, His very DNA, we could be born again. Okay? Born again and have new life in Christ. That's the gospel. He came not to start a religion or a religious holiday, but to restore man's relationship with the living God. Day-to-day, heart-to-heart, spirit-to-spirit connection. Amen? Connection. He did not die and do everything He did so we could have an hour on Sunday. To hang out with Him. Day to day, heart to heart, thought to thought, spirit to spirit. Number two, see the Father's heart to make sons and daughters and then participate with Him. Proverbs 11.30 says that you are smart if you participate with things that God loves. He who wins souls is wise. God, according to Ephesians 1, and I read it to you two weeks ago. I won't read it to you today. Verse 3 through 7. What is the Father doing? He's making sons and daughters. So think it, let that be your worldview. What's the Father doing in the world? He's making sons and daughters. This is very important to Him. Church service, not so important as making sons and daughters. Everything, church service, outreach. I'm, I'm delighted we're, we're at the East OC RC now and being able to, to foster ministry, funnel ministry through a community building in our city. Are you kidding me? And, and taking the gospel into our city and making it available through 18,000 flyers that good news has come to our town. Amen. And so that's, that's just super exciting. And he's making sons and daughters. This is what the father's doing. He's not trying to kill all the sinners. He's not, he's not trying to just get everybody off the planet tomorrow. He's making sons and daughters. And you are wise when you participate with what the father loves. He who wins souls is wise. And that's what the father is after. I read to you two weeks ago, John, or sorry, Luke 15, verse 7 and verse 10. Both talk about how all of heaven and the Lord rejoice over one sinner who repents. Over one sinner who gets what? Transformed from death into life. Amen. That's what he's doing. And then, uh, number three, own the responsibility of being Christ and heaven's ambassador. Look at this passage. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through you, through us. We implore, literally beg, we beg you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I've grown weary of all this stuff in our culture about well, we just need to be quiet and be their friend. Just be their friend and they'll figure it out. Do you know that when in Luke 10, when Jesus sent the disciples out two by two, they outed themselves. 
They didn't go to a town to blend in with everybody and have a seat with the sinners and hope that they figure out that they were from Jesus. They went sent from Jesus into town, outed themselves as Christ followers. That's how they could find find people of peace. That, that's how they would know, hey, this guy I've been talking to, when I told him I'm in, I'm in love with Jesus Christ, I'm his disciple, I'm his follower, uh, that guy meant his ears perked up. Something leapt in him. That's a person of peace for me. Let me come to your house and let me tell you the gospel. Amen? And if you get born again, I'll walk with you. I'll disciple you. I won't just run back to church and celebrate somebody got saved. I'll disciple you. Yeah, amen. While we have the privilege of being ambassadors for all of heaven, and what that means is you don't just represent Christ, you represent the the nation of heaven, its whole government. I mean, think about what heaven is like. We lost, you know, Lena Whiteside yesterday. Just, Just can't believe it. But you know what, you know what she's in right now? I mean, I mean, Lena is surrounded by love and joy and peace and goodness and kindness and, and, and the, the living God is there radiating His glory. She's in the midst of Him. And so we represent that culture. That means we ought to be people of love and joy and peace, right? Amen? And so while we have the privilege of being His ambassadors, we also have the responsibility of being His ambassadors. If we're not going to reflect heaven and we're not going to reflect who Christ is and what the gospel truly is, who's going to do it? I mean, they got to see it in and through us. All right, and then let's get to number four. This is where I want to get today. Be led by and in touch with the Holy Spirit. What's it say? Daily. Be led by and in touch with the Holy Spirit daily. All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians 12 because I don't see it on my notes there, my slides. 1 Corinthians 12. Let's go ahead and look at it together if you want to use your phone or um, if you want to use a Bible there in the pew, the pew, the chair in front of you. <laughs> Make sure it's not on here. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, sorry about that. That was my fault. 1 Corinthians 12, and I want to look at verses 4 through 11. And when you're there, say amen. If it, if it, I told Damon, uh, our usher security guy out there, if it starts, yeah, if it starts snowing to let me know, but... I mean, if it's not snowing, I'm not in a great hurry because it's only going to move from one degree to like two. (laughs) Is it? Okay. A little dusting right now. Uh, All right, everybody there? 1 Corinthians 12, 4. Look at this, guys. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. Isn't that beautiful? Man, that's the inspiration of the Holy Spirit writing through Paul there. One in the same Spirit, one in the same Lord, that's Jesus Christ, one in the same God, that's our Father. He's got all three of them right there working all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, look at that, for the profit of all. So the gifts are given to meet human need. They're not, you know, for show and for dough. 
I'm going to leave that alone. Verse 8. <laughs> For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. A word of wisdom is where you have this supernatural wisdom, the supernatural thought that you can share with someone who's maybe uh, wondering about a certain course of direction in their life and you just get a word of wisdom. Uh, not that you tell them what to do, but you can submit it to them for them to, you know, to inquire with the Lord about. Does that make sense? We're not here to direct everybody's lives. But a word of wisdom would just be supernatural thought an idea that you share with with someone. And then a word of knowledge is supernaturally knowing something about a person or a situation that you have no way of knowing other than God uh, tell you. And so a word of knowledge can come. You, you might have, we've had people get pain in their foot, for example, on a Sunday morning service. And they're like, well, why is my foot hurting? And then the Lord's like, well, because there's somebody here that I want to heal their foot. And this is how I'm telling you. Okay, and so that would be a word of knowledge. Uh, another one, I, my friend Brian Blount, I always love that story. He's on hold with AT&T uh, trying to get his phone fixed. And he's waiting for a long time, getting mad. And then he decided, you know what, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray instead of get mad and flesh out. And so the Holy Spirit said when the operator comes on, she has pain in her neck and her shoulder. So I want you to pray for her. And so he just very politely asked when she came on if that was true. Do you have any pain there? And she she couldn't believe it. That's a word of knowledge. And so he ends up, he prays for her. And then she says again, well, I can't believe it, but all the pain is gone. Now he does this with an AT&T person. That's a word of knowledge. So, so you see why it's important to be led by and in touch with the Holy Spirit daily. One of the things that came out of prayer shield uh, that's so true is we get easily distracted. So Brian, he could have been distracted and just give way to the flesh. And, you know, I deserve better than to be on hold for 34 minutes. That could have been his posture. What terrible customer service. But instead, he started praying and just being in tune with the Holy Spirit, and he gave him a word of knowledge. So that's just a couple. I'm not going to define them all. I have a series on it on the website if you want. It's called The Gifts of the Spirit. We go through a bunch of these. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Now look at verse 11. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. You know, if Brian here has the gift of miracles and I have, let's say, the gift of tongues, I... I can't be jealous of Brian because there was no line to get into for the gifts being passed out. And man, Brian beat me to it. So he got given miracles and I had to get tongues. You see what I'm saying? The Spirit distributes as He wills. So I, what do I do? I praise God He's got the gift of miracles and I praise God I have the gift of tongues and how we all work together as one big happy family under the leadership of the Holy Ghost. He's the one who determines all that. Fair enough? Yeah, it kills the competition and all that nastiness and, you know, no goodness that sometimes creeps in there. So we've been talking a little bit about soap and we mentioned, uh, you know, 68 people on the, on the app right now that are able to share different observations that we're getting together as we travel through the Gospel of John. Now, soap is an acronym. It means scripture. So you're going to write down the scripture that you're sitting with. And then observation. What observation means is what is the Lord, what's the Lord showing me? What, what scriptures are sticking out to me and why? 
as I'm sitting with the author, right? I'm not book, I'm not checking off a list. I'm going to fly through Bible reading for a year and not remember one thing that the Lord ever highlighted. It's not, it's not a race. You're sitting with the author, looking, asking, inviting observations. Okay? So you write down the scripture and then you write down the observation and then uh, you write down the application. That's A. Lord, how does this apply? You highlighted it to me. What do you want me to do about it? How does it apply? And then you write a prayer. That's P. Scripture, observation, application, and prayer. It's been around in various forms in the body of Christ for, for many years. But I went ahead and I soaked this, this passage, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. And I want to share with you this morning my observation. My observation was that I saw all of us as a church family under the total influence of the Holy Spirit. I'm on an airplane when this is happening. <laughs> I'm reading this and sitting with the Lord. And we're all like ants on a giant ant hill. I, I could see it so clearly, but we were all totally under the influence of the leader. And the leader was the Holy Spirit. You ever seen a busy ant hill? You know, you got the queen and she kind of, it's amazing. They, everybody knows what to do. They just instinctively know what to do and everybody's busy, they're head down, they're doing their thing. And that's what I saw. And, and the Holy Spirit was the one in charge of every one of us. But all of us were like ants and we had our head down. We were super focused and, and there was so much unity in it. The enemy was mortified. I sensed the fear of the enemy because all of us were working together under the influence of the Holy Spirit who was the leader. All of us were hearing His voice. All of us were applying the Word. We don't want to just be hearers, amen, but, but doing the Word, doing the things He had put in us to do. And, and the enemy tried to distract us. And he would throw, he, he would, you know, throw it, one of, the, one of us, he'd say, how about some family drama? Uh, how about some work drama? How about this? He kept trying to distract us, but man, nobody was moved. And we were so locked in. Every one of us just doing what the Lord had put in our heart to do. And the enemy was no match for our alignment together under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say alignment. That's what it was. We were all so, so madly in love with him and, and what's the word? Filled with courage to do what he said. The enemy couldn't even get in there and distract us. There was such alignment under the Holy Spirit. And as I'm sitting there and, and this is happening and I start, you know, writing this down on my phone, I'm typing as fast as I can, uh, the, the song Holy Spirit came on my phone. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's a beautiful kiss from the Lord. You know that one? Holy Spirit, thou art welcome here. That, that one. All right. What's my application? Here's what the Lord said to me. Steve? Don't focus on all the gifts that start in verse 8. Focus on the Holy Spirit who gives and distributes them just as He wills for the profit of all. Commit and do what it takes to stay, abide, and remain under the influence of the Holy Spirit at all times. What, what He's saying to me is, Steve, whatever it takes for you to, to commit to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit at all times and under the influence of my Word, do it. Whatever it takes, do it. Be like the, be like those ants, locked in. And you know, I shared this at prayer shield yesterday, and then the scriptures started flying out. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. That word pure means single. It's like 100% pure orange juice, has one ingredient. Okay, so 
When Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, he's talking about those who have one single focus. Laura had a prophetic word about, I hear the Lord saying, choose the narrow way. Have this narrow focus. That's what, uh, that's what I saw us doing as the ants on that anthill. We were all locked in and focused. Our heads were down. We were all humbled under the Holy Spirit. And then uh, Allison, who's maybe, I don't know, 16 years old, um, Allison Rank, she had the word out of Jeremiah 29, 13. If you seek me, the Lord said, you'll find me. And then, then what did he say? If you seek me with your whole heart. That's that singleness of focus. And that's, that was the application. The Lord's saying, Steve, I gotta have you locked in, uh, to my spirit and to my word. He did mention the word because he said, you were in the word when I showed you this, were you not? I said, Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. I don't want to be a pastor who's only in the Scripture when he's preparing messages. I want to be a pastor who's got his face in the book. Not Facebook. Face in the book. Every day. Listening to the author. I love what Don Wheeler said that one time. He, he said, you realize the Lord didn't give us the Bible. What a gift the Bible is. He said, he didn't give that to mankind so we try to figure it out without him. Boy, and we've done that. Doggone it, we've done that. So he gave us the scripture so we would tune into him. We could get to know him through the power of his word. God breathed is what scripture says. God breathed. So here's my prayer. Right? So I gave you the scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11, my observation, and then application, my focus, and my decision. And then my prayer is this, Lord, I need 100% word and 100% spirit guiding me in 100% discipline, 100% love, and others-mindedness. Because when you read about all these gifts, it's never about, it's never about us. The Lord is wanting to help people. He's wanting to make sons and daughters. And the gifts are just part of that. Even the gift of healing. You realize when Jesus healed people, it's so people could meet and begin to know the healer. Not so they'd worship healing. Well, that's good. He'd give them prophetic words so they could meet the prophesier. The Lord of the prophecy. Not so they'd worship prophetic words. Amen. Boy, yeah, true. Not so we worship worship. Remember uh, Matthew Redmond when he wrote the song, um, Coming Back to the Heart of Worship. You guys know it? I'm coming back to the... Lord told him, he was, he was a worship leader at a church at that time. He said, shut down worship for three months. You're, you guys' problem is you worship worship. You are not worshiping me. Everything's about the music you're doing and how you're doing and how well am I playing and all that. He said, shut it down. Three months, they did not have instruments. And if I remember correctly, he just led a cappella, basically. And he wrote during that three-month period that I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. So I said, this was my prayer, 100% others-mindedness. To question thy word, Lord, would lead me to contradict thy word. I don't want to question his word. If he says do it, let's do it. Amen? Because to question it leads to contradicting it. Happened in the, in the book of Genesis. Lead me in your way of intimacy with the Holy Spirit and let the gifts flow as you see fit. 
So what he was showing me in this observation was, Steve, the gifts are great, but don't be led by the gifts each day. Be led and in tune with the Spirit that gives the gifts every day. Seek me first. That other stuff will take care of itself. Make sense? Now, this was my observation of 1 Corinthians 12. Now I want to encourage you to sit with the Lord and see what He highlights to you. See what He highlights to you. Because when we share what the Father is doing, it knits us all together. When we're all being transformed, when we're all sitting with the Holy Spirit and able to share with one another, you're not going to believe what He showed me in John chapter 5 this week. You know, when we're talking on that level, it builds community. And... I said it earlier, but it needs to be said. How do we know that we're succeeding as a church family? By stories. We start hearing stories of transformation. I mean, what Leslie shared this morning, oh my goodness. And for those of you that don't know, I was was sharing with Chuck just a little bit ago. People don't even know for her to be up on a stage is a miracle. She's had debilitating, um, what would you call it, like introversion, uh, shyness. It's been debilitating at times in her life. But now she's not only up in front of people with a microphone, which she alluded to, but she's telling her story. Amen? Thank God for Gretchen's obedience just to be led of the Holy Spirit. Like what we read here in First Corinthians, just be led by Him. He might highlight somebody to you. Just be comfortable on mission with the Holy Spirit. He's, he's good. We had a word the other day. He's going to be with us as He trains us in this. So, okay? He's, got, he's not going to disown you if you do it wrong. He's going to be with you the whole time, teaching you, training you. Man, it's God's desire that we all mature and grow up. He's not, he's not trying to <laughs> throw people out, throw people to the side. So Leslie's up here telling her story of being delivered of Night tears, three full months instead of every night dealing with that. Three full months, 90 days, basically, she's not dealt with it. You want to know what that is? That's the kingdom of God, guys. That God has more power than the devil does. And, and we're not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God. It's dunamis, supernatural power. It's supernatural that she's not up there. It's not willpower. It's a Lord. And so we're telling our stories and it, and it knits us together. One of the things I love about Prayer Shield and the last two, we haven't even got into the worship time because everybody's coming full of word. Now that, that's a successful church. I mean, the priesthood is in operation. The, the, the people are hearing the Lord and doing what He says. It can't just be my story that gets told. I've, you know, the church is 25 years old. We celebrated that uh, in October. I've been telling my stories and my observations for a long time. And that's okay. But man, the Lord's heart is that everybody that comes to Grace Church is getting their own nuggets, their own observations, their own revelations straight from the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense to you? Don't fall into the old model. Remember in Exodus, one of the saddest stories in the Bible where they said, well, I don't really have time or inclination for a relationship with God. So they told Moses, you talk to God and just come and tell us what He says. That's not, that is not this house. That's not what we're after. We want every single one of you to be able to tell, tell your gospel stories. 
We want you to be hearing the voice of the Lord, growing up in all aspects into Christ. You know, I could bring so many. I mentioned Pat earlier. I could have Pat come up here and just say, Pat, tell us about the last year. What's the Lord been doing in your life? How has he transformed you? Kyle, same. Cassandra, Laura, don't get me started. Right, Ron? Don't get me started on Laura Harp. But it can't just be my story. And so in 2024, we're going to do much more of that. We're going to hear more and more from you all. Somebody who's even sitting next to you today might be up here sharing on a Sunday morning. Why? Because the gospel travels through stories. And we need to hear what the Holy Spirit is doing in everybody. Amen. It's all gold. We don't, we don't mine the gold and hoard it. We have that gold, and then we, we get to share it with one another. And we do better when we're all hearing, because we're hearing better in community. And when we hear these stories of transformation, man, we win when everybody in this room has stories of encounters with the Lord. That's when we're winning. Everybody in this room is encountering Christ, man, and, and digging out uh, nuggets with the Holy Spirit through Scripture. Can I get an amen on that? So that's why... That's why I mentioned it earlier, talking about this. I have, I've learned soap, and I learned eat the word, and I learned uh, storying, scripture. Those are all just tools. But why do I learn them? I learn them so that we can have common language. And so that when little Megan comes to prayer shield and says, the Lord showed me this, this was my observation, then I can talk to her in the same, same language about the same Jesus who's transforming, transforming her life and transforming mine. I would say if I tell on myself in the last 25 years, I definitely hope that I have inspired people to a relationship of intimacy with Christ. I think that was a big part of what He did with me. I couldn't believe that He loved me even when I failed. So that was a huge breakthrough for me. And so I would share the, the things I would mine out of the scriptures with the Holy Spirit, I would share and probably, hopefully, inspired people to connect with the Holy Spirit. But what I didn't do a very good job of was how did you get it, Steve? How did you hear him? How how long did you sit there? You know, what 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 scriptures when you do do you do it early in the morning? And those kind of things. That's what soap and those tools do for us. They're reproducible. So I can share with somebody, or Kyle can share with somebody at, is it Dr. Pepper, Apple, where do you work? Dr. Pepper? Snapple, Dr. Apple, he said. Uh, He can share with somebody who's inquiring of the Lord. A simple tool, it's reproducible and it's communicable. That's That's why I learn them. Could I do it on my own, just keep doing what I've been doing? Yeah, but you know what? I want to help people. I want to help people. It's not about me. It's how can we as a church have common language and understand certain tools uh, that the Lord's using for us to connect with Him. And so I'm so glad I signed up for the app because you know what else happens? I get to hear people, uh, you know, brag on the Lord and stuff that He shows them and that knits my heart to Him. I can, next time I see Him, yeah, I can say, hey, I saw you change your mind about not beating yourself up all the time. That's awesome. I wouldn't know that if I wasn't part of it. Does that make sense to you? Is it, in America, it's, we're, if we're not careful, we always make our Christianity about us. 
Okay, look, I'm glad you have your own way of knowing the Lord. But one of the things he's doing here is building community around some simple tools and language that helps us connect with each other and really hear what the Lord's doing in each other's lives. Does that make sense? Um, So that's, I'm telling myself, that's why I'm wanting to continue to grow in those and participate with those. The first 25 years have been good. I don't regret that at all. And I think, uh, hopefully I fed a lot of people, a lot of fish and a lot of bread. I, I hope that's true. But man, my biggest heart now is that you learn to fish. You learn to find the bread. You know, you, you, you're able to just connect with the Lord every day and the priesthood explodes. And then the kingdom, the gospel starts traveling because it's in the priesthood. And one of the words he told me for this year was, uh, Steve, we're going to spread the wealth of the kingdom. And, and man, you, you've got the goods You've got the riches of the kingdom. And you've got stories to tell and testimonies to tell. And so the kingdom will be advanced as we're all uh, connected to the vine. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, So one last thing I'll say about this one. Be led and in touch with the Holy Spirit daily. Just on a practical note, just be open to His voice. He may highlight somebody to you. And it takes time to get to know how he speaks to you. Some of, he, some of you may speak to you through a dream or a vision. Uh, Will, whenever you were in the Uber, how did you know that you were to minister to the guy? Oh, the, the one guy was kind of telling you he was broken. Yeah. So being led by the Holy Spirit, uh, Will didn't break into the Romans road and four spiritual laws. He just ministered life to the guy that the answer is Jesus Christ. And then let's, let's just play this out. And we talked about it. Me and Will talked about it. He wished he got his number so he could follow up with the guy. But let's say he follows up with him. The guy wants to know Jesus, okay? He receives Christ in the Uber ride. He gets born again. Will can introduce to him a simple tool called soap and say, Brother, let me just start in John 1. Read it. Invite the Holy Spirit to highlight certain you know, passages to you. And then from there, what's the application? And then write out a prayer. And all of a sudden, the guy who's just come to Christ has a a little practical way that he can get to know the Lord through Scripture. I love this house because I think we see this well. You'll never hear us say, sit in Scripture instead of the Lord. We do not worship the Bible instead of Christ. But my goodness, people, let Him take you to the Scriptures. And then in the Scriptures, they'll take you to Him. John chapter 5, verse 39 and 40. The Scriptures will take you to Him. And that's what we want to see. Amen. Will you stand with me? Scott, you guys go ahead and come. We'll wrap this up. You know, one of the big things uh, for my heart today for all of us to hear, and I want you to take with you, is that vision of the anthill. Because in that observation of the anthill, every one of us had our head down, fully submitted to the Holy Spirit. And yesterday at Prayer Shield, I'm going to tell on us, there's probably about 20 or 25 of us, but man, it hit us like a ton of bricks. We saw how prideful we can be 
uh, even in the body of Christ, instead of having our head down, the example was that we start looking up and being like, you know what, I don't like how Jim does that. You know what, I don't like how Jill does that. I wish Jill didn't do that. And here's what the Lord said. Who are you to question who I've called alongside of you? And he took us right back to the anthill and we're all scurrying around. We're doing our stuff. We're busy. Nobody had time to start picking on somebody or throwing division around. Or what was, uh, what was the word Ron Garman had out of James 2 where we're comparing and, uh, oh, help me, Lord. Partiality. Thank you. Who said that? Thank you, Amanda. Who are you? to start determining through your own lens the the partiality within the body and the differences in the body. Man, let's be so taken with Him. We're just about our Father's business. Amen. And that we don't... Man, let's put our pride down. And it's subtle. But man, only pride says, I don't like that guy. I don't wish they... I wish they wouldn't do that. Man, you have no right to question. 1 Corinthians 12, 18. God has set the members in the body it says it first corinthians 12 18 all right every head bowed every eye closed father i thank you this morning that we are on a journey with the holy ghost and lord that we like on that anthill we are fully submitted and lord as we're all locked in we're going to hear story after story after story i thank you for what you did in leslie osinga's life thank you Thank you for setting her free. And Lord, I know she's not the only one. There's so many in this room. But I thank you, Lord, for now the courage to tell our stories. Lord, and spread the gospel. Spread the wealth of the kingdom of God because we believe with conviction. We're not ashamed of you. You are the power of God unto salvation. And we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said... Amen. Let's give him praise this morning.